Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Raiders had no answer for Travis Kelsey in a Monday Night Football loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Rule is out as the Carolina Panthers head coach. Could he be making his way to the Big Ten sooner than this offseason? And are we really going to do this where every baseball player that succeeds is somehow cheating to do it? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Las Vegas Raiders jumped out to a 17-0 lead on the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night football. And Raiders fans everywhere were going, hey, they've been kicking our butts for years now. This is the time. It didn't go down that way. The Kansas City Chiefs stormed back to win a 30-29 thriller. Your boy Q from Locked On Raiders joins me now in Q. There was a decision. At the end of this game, with four and a half minutes left, Devontae Adams scores what looks like It'll be the game-tying touchdown. Josh McDaniels decides to go for two. They don't get it, and that point that he sacrifices, the extra point, turns out to be the margin of this loss. What did you think of that decision to go for two? Well, I'm not a fan of analytics. I'm not. I'm not a fan of analytics in football. I'm not a fan of analytics in baseball. I'm just not, and I get it. You know, everyone could break down the numbers and tell me why I'm wrong, but Sometimes I just like to go with the eye test and the eye test tells me when you have an opportunity to tie a team that just gave you an opportunity to stay in the game. That was my biggest thing because the Chiefs, remember, they scored and they went for two as well, trying to put them right. themselves up nine. I thought that was a bad decision. They don't get it. And that leaves the Raiders with the, the crack open right They're OK. They have a seven point lead. If the Raiders were to stop them and get the ball back, they can actually go and tie the game. They do. But then they decide to go for two. So I think that sometimes the analytics part of things gets in the way and it did it twice in a row. The Chiefs, they lucked out and didn't have to pay for it in the end. The Raiders did not. And there was at least one uh, prominent uh, analytics expert who I saw mentioned that it was actually that that fourth and three call when the, the Chiefs decided to punt at the end of the game instead of going for it had a much more meaningful impact on this game in terms of win probability than either of those other two um, kick go situation so just an interesting side note on the analytics part of that there Q for the Raiders they're now one in four Devontae Adams was extremely upset after the game uh, in a in a, an emotional moment pushed a, a, um, a technical um, like a camera guy or a, a boom mic operator in the aftermath of all of this things seem to be bubbling in in Las Vegas where do they go from here Well, I mean, they're going into the bye week, so this is going to be something that they're going to talk about for the rest of this week, and obviously they're going to talk about it until their next time to take the field against the Houston Texans. So uh, I just think that they're very frustrated as a team because they know that how close they are. You know, they keep hearing the conversations of, well, you're just a couple plays away from being 5-0. and Yeah, but you're not. You're 1-4, right? I mean, there's a handful of plays, including in this game on Monday night, that cost them the game. You know, I can look at, I mean, of course, it's a a four-quarter game, 60 minutes, but I look at about three big plays that, the Raiders didn't make or, you know, went against them that really ended up costing this, them this game. And so um, I think that they're going to have a lot of um, time to question themselves, uh, look around at each other. They've already had a players only meeting. So there's that, right. You can't keep going back to that. Well, uh, because then uh, at some point it falls on deaf ears. I just think that they have to get back in the lab. They have to keep grinding. They have to decide to turn this thing around. One in four is a tough hole to get out of, but I mean, they got a lot of football left, but, but I'll tell you right now, it's not happy days in Las Vegas. It's not happy days when it comes to Raider nation. 
And in a time when th- this league looks as, as wide open as we have seen it in recent yeah. times, the Raiders have no reason, especially with the extra game to go, we're out of this. This is a team right. that is not built that way. It's a team that what that quite literally was not built that way. Just from the standpoint of you, you bring in Devontae Adams, you bring in Chandler Jones. The idea of this season, even with a new coaching staff was let's go compete in the AFC. Right. And then right now they, you know, they're competing. They are doing that, but they're just not finishing. They're not getting it done. I mean, they had second time now. They've had a 17-point uh, lead at least, and they found a way to lose it, right? They lost mm-hmm. against the Cardinals in week two at home, and now they lose to the Chiefs on the road. Uh, that would have been a big win for them, going into the bye on a two-game win streak and beating the Kansas City Chiefs, their, their arch rival who they've not had very much success with ever since Patrick Mahomes has been the coach. I mean, it's a big deal, right? And they just let that one slip through. So I'm sure that's one that they're all going to look back at and say, man, we let one get away. Stay up to date all year on the Las Vegas Raiders by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Raiders podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, will we see Matt Rule go back to college? Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. With the NFL season in full swing, Sleeper is climbing the charts with millions of users and new features launched all the time. They have a new over-unders game integrated right into the fantasy interface. The interface you probably already use for your fantasy team. I do. You should be doing it too. And now you can play their over-under game right in the same screen where you, oh, I just have to check my waiver wires. I just have to check my trades. I got to make sure that my quarterback's not hurt, uh, which he has been a little too often this season. And you can play this really fun over-under game where you just... Take a couple players to hit, uh, let's say, points in basketball or rushing yards in football. Then you choose the amount of money you want to wager on the contest. They create some odds for you, and then you can win two times to up to 20 times the money you put in. Plus, it's already in this functionality that you're using where you can talk smack to your friends, where you're doing things you would already be doing. So stop what you're doing. And download Sleeper now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Plus, join our Sleeper group at sleeper.com slash lockdown today. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash lockedon today and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Carolina Panthers finally made the call that many had said needed to be made a while ago and fired head coach Matt Rule. The Carolina Panthers finally parted ways with third-year head coach on Monday afternoon. Hi, I'm Julian Council, host of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Panthers owner David Tepper didn't have much to say about the reasons why Matt Rule was fired when he spoke to the media later Monday afternoon, but we all know why it was. Matt Rule just did not win enough 11-27 in his two-plus seasons as the head man here in Carolina. He was the hand-picked head coach for... David Tepper, who inherited Ron Rivera, then fired Rivera at the end of the 2019 season. And things did not work out here for Matt Rule as he was never able to find a quarterback. His staff, when he first got here, was not up to snuff. And in the end of the day, he could not win football games. And it's that simple. In the NFL, if you cannot win, then you cannot keep your job. It is a meritocracy. And it merits that Matt Rule be removed here from Carolina. 
and for David Tepper to try again and hopefully find a head coach who can lead the Carolina Panthers to that 20-plus years of sustained success that he promised when he took over the team a couple of years ago. That still yet remains to be seen whether Tepper can do that as he's had multiple issues since taking over here in Carolina with the soccer team, the training facility out in Rock Hill outside of Charlotte, and of course with his first head coaching hire in Matt Rule. For more coverage on the Panthers' decision to move off of Matt Rule, check out and lock on Panthers wherever you get your podcast Monday through Friday, your team every day. On top of a head coaching change, the Panthers will also be without Baker Mayfield for a few weeks. P.J. Walker will start for Carolina after Mayfield suffered a high ankle sprain. If that sounds familiar to Panthers fans, it's because Sam Darnold is on IR for an ankle sprain as well. The currently unemployed Matt Rule recently stated Darnold was still several weeks away from a return. The Dolphins are in a quarterback pickle and not the tasty kind. Teddy Bridgewater is not ready, and Tua Tungabailoa doesn't seem ready either. So who will be under center when the Finns take on the 4-1 Vikings? Well, I, I think I would like to, I, I would like to see, um, I, would, I would like to see when Teddy can practice, um, which is not up to necessarily us in general. And then, um, you know, once, once that happens, assess the situation, um, which, is a, are there's some compounding variables. I think he does. The one thing I do know um, is that he will do everything it takes to prepare to play in a football game. Very comfortable with that. You just uh, have to, um, yeah, you, you have to really uh, do right by the football team and the player. And in terms of you know whether or not you're putting a player, um, whether or not he feels comfortable to. Uh, execute his responsibilities so um it's that's too early there's too many hypotheticals for me to even assess that what i do know is he's a pro um and um if and when he's called upon um i know he's going to put his best foot forward for himself and his teammates and the atlanta braves continue to be a model for locking up young stars they announced monday that they have signed a six-year $75 $75 million extension with sure to be NL Rookie of the Year, Spencer Strider. He has a 2.67 ERA in 131 and two thirds innings with 202 strikeouts. Good gravy. He leads all other rookie pitchers in the strikeout category and has 38 more than the next highest strikeout total. The Braves continue a trend as they have locked up much of their rookie phenoms and created a core that will be together for at least five years as neither Ozzy Albies nor William Contreras are free agents until 2027. They aren't going away anytime soon. Here is another story you need to know. We know Matt Rule is out in Carolina, but where will he land next? Early reports say there will be no shortage of schools, particularly college places. We do not think he is going to be an NFL head coach anytime soon. Just a better fit. At least that is the perception for the moment. Our friends at Bet Online see Nebraska as the heavy favorite, three to two, uh, to land Matt Rule. Auburn in next, and Wisconsin, who just fired Paul Christ, in after them. So, could Matt Rule fit in the Big Ten? Well, who better to answer that question than Nate Dickinson, host of Locked On Big Ten? And and Nate, when you look at Rule, his track record at at places like Temple and Baylor, where he was able to extract the most from his talent. Where do you see a fit with Matt Rule in the Big Ten if you see one? 
Oh, he'll he'll fit in anywhere. He'll be accepted and pretty widely loved, I think, at either of those places right away, Nebraska or Wisconsin. This is more than just a coach getting fired in the middle of the season and a school having a job open. This is one of, in at least Nebraska, and maybe two as well, if Wisconsin really wants to get in on this thing, of the schools that are going to be able to pay and willing to pay the big, big bucks for this guy. And this is a coach in Matt Rule that no matter when this happened, now or at the end of the season, was going to be one of the top names on the list for everybody who had an open job and had that kind of big money to spend. So when you combine those two kind of things, he's going to be someone who's a perfect fit into anywhere that he goes. Nebraska fans, you mentioned huge favorites in here. That would be a place that would just love to have him right away. They are dying to get somebody with a proven track record who they can just trust in for a little bit right now. And he's that guy. He was going to be one of the guys at the end of the season. And Big Ten teams you mentioned are a big favorite right now, I think just kind of because what you said, there's going to be a lot of schools in on this thing, but there's not a lot of schools in on it right now. Nebraska and Wisconsin have the jobs open. They're willing to pay. And if you ask me, they should overpay right now to try and get this guy right away. This is a potentially unprecedented situation, too, because you have an NFL coach who gets fired and you have these college openings already. When we're this is early October, Nate. Like this is this is not like we're at the end of the year. This is not like Black Monday in the NFL. We could have a situation where a team comes to an agreement with Matt Rule like this year. Not that he's going to coach the team this season, but we could we could have a situation like that. What do you think the chances we actually see one of these teams already in need of a head coach say, you know what, we're going to do exactly what you said, Nate. We're going to overpay for Matt Rule because we think he fits what we do. Nebraska says this is the guy for us. And in, you know, a month, we're sitting up here going, Nebraska got their guy. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. I wouldn't be surprised if this happens in the next month, if Nebraska and Wisconsin are going to jump in on it. One, because again, they're eager to get in on this. But two, they see some of the competition that's coming. Uh, Brent Venables is potentially on his way to losing his fourth game in five weeks here. With a guy like Matt Rule out there, they might want to jump the ship early. Uh, Auburn, Brian Harson has a coach that's on the hot seat too. This is more than just, could this happen soon? I, I think this is something that could be big enough where a school that doesn't have an opening yet makes an opening to try and make a run at him. It feels a little strange, doesn't it? That that a coach who flames out so ingloriously in the NFL and yet college colleges are falling all over themselves to get into a sweepstakes for this guy and, and college football fans and media are all just going like, yeah, but did you see him coach college? He's a really good college coach. It doesn't matter, Peter. It doesn't matter at all. He's built <laughs> two different college football programs and built them into good teams quickly as well. Only in his first year at both Temple and then at Baylor did he have a record under 500. That's proving stuff. And the culture that he brings with him is the stuff that people at universities absolutely eat up. It's not quite as big if like Urban Meyer had happened without Urban Meyer being so stupid, but <laughs> it's the next best thing. It's bigger than what did happen with Urban Meyer, for sure. Then we'll see what happens with Urban Meyer with these jobs, too. Stay up to date all season on the Big Ten by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, are we really going to accuse any and all baseball players who succeed of cheating? The San Diego Padres stunned the New York Mets and advanced to the NLDS after a dominant shutout win on Sunday. 
John Musgrove was crucial to the effort, shutting the Mets lineup out for seven innings. Some questioned the legitimacy of his performance, citing his glistening ears as proof of him using a banned substance to augment his pitches. Javi Reyes from Locked on Padres feels some kind of way about this. My issue with this is, given all of what I just said, Buck Showalter doing that on national TV really puts Musgrove in an unfair light, even if it was just Buck Showalter trying to get an advantage. And I think Manny Machado, if you saw his reaction, clearly, you know, after he was under the tutelage of Buck Showalter once upon a time in his Baltimore Orioles days, Machado, that he knew like, oh, yeah, y'all are trying some some nonsense right now. I see you. And it ended up not mattering. But I just don't like that now there's going to be some people who run with this. You're going to have your mad dog Russos, right? These charlatan overzealous charlatans really who go on first take go on their big radio show and they take whatever the spicy controversial thing is and they're going to run with it and that's what buck showalter opened up joe musgrove to a guy who has never had any evidence of doing stuff like that and bottom line is he just pitched well i already talked about the vaseline stuff like come on guys really really do we have to check seth lugo because his rpm was at 3000 last night he looked great for the mets do we have to start checking him right Do we have to start checking everybody? Sometimes guys are just on and that's totally possible. And I don't like that. There's going to be a whole lot of people. Seriously, if honestly, though, if Chris Russo comes on, like whatever show that dude is doing, I don't know why I pointed him out. If he says the Mets were robbed because Musgrove cheated, like give me credit because I called that one. But, you know, there's going to be people like that. You can find people on Mets Twitter that are going to be like that. And that's really unfair. And they even check him. They don't find anything. What is the motivation for the umpires to, like, keep him in the game? You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of absurd to to run with that. And I think it was unfair. This is part of sports. We get worked up over this stuff all the time. And it is especially a part of baseball. Because we have for so long mostly not cared about a lot of the more egregious let's call them rule bending, guys who have obvious marks on their hats or on their jersey where they are finding uh, whatever concoction they have put together. Pitchers who want to get a little bit more tack on the ball. And we've all just sort of accepted that as being cool. This is the same sport where everyone turned a blind eye to the obvious size increases of players in the midst of of the steroid era. And if you think we are out of the steroid era, let me tell you, probably not. So this is just part of the game. And in baseball, I think it's a fun part of the game. Frankly, I think these kinds of conversations are interesting in that we talk about them and ultimately nothing happens because we don't really care about it. Now, unless you're a team that go wins the World Series because you're banging on trash cans and stealing signals to get hitters the pitches, that is beyond the pale. But a pitcher getting a little extra tack, I understand the whole spider tack fiasco, this is not a big deal. But in baseball, we get to talk about it. And it is a fun part of baseball, unless, of course, you cover the team whose player is being accused of cheating. And finally, Dustin Johnson needed only six events to have a $30 million year. And he still has two events left with the Saudi-funded Live Golf. Johnson was the most significant player Greg Norman signed for the rival league. He held the number one ranking longer than any other player since Tiger Woods and had said in February he would stick with the PGA Tour 
until he changed his mind in June when he got a reported $125 million over four years to sign with the rival league. It pays to be a live golfer. But at what cost? Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on tomorrow's show, will the Yankees or the Guardians grab that coveted 1-0 lead in the ALDS? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.